Welcome to the Rutledge Perspective Podcast. This podcast is for you, and I welcome you to come as you are. There is no judgment here, just folks doing everything they can to stand in their power and show up every single day. So if you're looking for inspiration, welcome. If you're looking to level up or to make a change or you just need a minute, welcome. And if you're looking for some perspective on your circumstances, either personal or professional, well, that's my jam. No matter why you're here, I'm glad you are. And this message is for you. Welcome to my village. You know, as I start this podcast this week, I actually had a quick minute of pause to say, I don't even know how I'm going to start the podcast this week. And I don't know why that happened, but it's kind of indicative of what we're going to be talking about, which is that whole coulda, woulda, shoulda, didn't. I just didn't. And as we get into August, y'all, it is end of July. It's essentially August of 2022. Many of you, maybe like me, are not only thinking, oh my God, I can't believe it's already August, but also crap. What was I doing for the first seven months of this freaking year? Where's all the stuff I said I was going to do? All of that madness, right? And not only that, but if you're like me and your brain latches onto something and just keeps going, not only what did was I doing this year, but what was I doing like my whole life that got me here? <laughs> you know, all that stupid crap that happens. But here's what's in that. This whole idea of when you look back at something, well, I could have done this or I would have done that, or I should have done that, but I just didn't. And how we go back and do a postmortem or an evaluation of what's gone on and use it as learning and not as a blame game or an opportunity to beat ourselves up or to, to revisit history or worse, to rewrite history, which often happens. That story that we tell ourselves that is just not true. And as I'm leaning into this podcast, There's so many stories that come up for me. And so for those of you who are in a corporate setting, I want to talk to you specifically about this. And entrepreneurs, I'm going to get to you too. But those folks who are in a corporate setting, I specifically want to talk to you about this because it's like many things. We've got to be careful about absolutes. And so one of the challenges of corporations and leaders in corporations is this ability to go back and look at things that happened and learn from them. So the whole, as they call it, a postmortem, right? What happens after the thing is dead or after the thing is over? What occurred? What did we learn? How did it happen? What will we do different? What will we continue to do, right? That The information that feeds into your stop, start, continue list. It's that evaluation of what the experience was so that we can use it as information. It is data gathering in order to take the next action. The challenge is that sometimes we get into that postmortem process of understanding what happened. And not only do we start kind of picking apart the outcomes, but we are readily engaged in what we should have done or what someone else should have done or could have done all that kind of stuff, what we just didn't do and should have done, right? Coulda, woulda, shoulda, didn't. Here's the thing about going back and doing a postmortem. There is absolutely nothing you can do about that thing that happened then. Nothing. You don't go back and evaluate a situation in order to change the situation. 
And whether or not we do that consciously or subconsciously, that mindset serves to undermine our ability to learn and grow from that decision. I talked last week about reading the or listening to the the Stacey Abrams book, Level Up, she and her business partner, and I think it's Laura Hogan. And I, it, in part of that book, it's, it's a really powerful book for, so for anyone, especially entrepreneurs, it's phenomenal, but for CEOs as well, and for, for executive leaders or actually any leader, it's a really good examination of setting expectations of being clear, but also about the evaluation of things that happened, especially failures and using those to catapult the next thing using that as a foundation to determine what you're going to do next. So you can have those conversations around, man, we could have done X, Y, Z, or we should have done X, Y, Z, right? Or man, if I didn't known, I would have done X, Y, Z. Having those conversations is absolutely powerful and critical to the evaluation process. What could have been done differently? What would we have done had we known some other things? What should we have thought about? All of those things are really, really important. It's also critical that you leave the blame game behind. You leave the guilt behind. It's not going back as the Monday morning quarterback and saying, see, I would have done blah, 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 blah. Or I tried to tell you, it is not a gotcha situation. Postmortems are not intended for gotcha. That's a bad intention. That's a bad mindset. If you're going to go back by yourself or with your teams and evaluate something that occurred, going into it with the mindset of learning so that you do something different or better next time, you have better outcomes next time, that gives you a basis for which to ask really hard questions and review from an open-minded perspective what occurred. What is all the things that happened? What are all the things that happened? What are the conversations that that were had? What data was gathered? What data was missed? What indicators were there, but were ignored? If you go in with the idea of, we're gonna peel this onion apart so we can see what the center was, that gives you a basis to leave the feelings aside and really look at the situation objectively because you're understanding it in the context of what's getting ready to happen next. So you don't make the same errors or you can take the amazing things that happened. How about that? Take the amazing things that happened and duplicate those where you can for the next situation. So leaders take that post-mortem process, that reevaluation process as an opportunity to understand what you could have done, what you would have done, or what you should have done, but didn't in the context of how it's going to help you going forward. Not in the context of who we should blame, who wasn't ready, why didn't it work? All of those kind of things in a blaming situation or to make your stick a little bit bigger that you're going to beat somebody up with. Now, what's also important about that evaluation is to have minds and eyes and ears that are open enough to determine if the failures or the missteps or the mistakes that were made were in fact a result of a lack of training, the wrong resources, not enough resources, right? Those things that as a leader, you do need to be able to evaluate to say, I need to determine training or, or, 
or do different kinds of training, or I need to have a different evaluative process to determine who's going to be on the team. Or better yet, I need to ensure that I allow for a number of people and the makeup on my team to be both seasoned people and new people. And those new people need to be given enough leeway and enough room to learn and to make mistakes and enough of a platform to bring forth their ideas because they may see something different than we did because they're not clouded by having been here for 30 years. By the, we've always done it that way. They don't have that same clouding. But as a leader, I do need in my post-mortem to understand Is there something in the way I set it up, in the way I set expectations, in the way I communicated, in the way my team is trained, in the way my team sets goals or goes after goals, in the way we measure performance? Is there something in my structure that actually created the situation that led to the outcomes that were not optimal, right? I've got to be honest with me. I've got to be willing to evaluate me and my performance as a leader. Because leadership is about behavior, not about position. So that coulda, woulda, shoulda, didn't, is an important point of understanding how you do something different. Now, entrepreneurs, especially solopreneurs, all of that stuff applies to you too. But here's the bigger pitfall for you. That coulda, woulda, shoulda, didn't can start to be awfully personal, and put you on that slippery slope to just saying you're not worthy. You didn't know what was going on. You're not capable. You're never going to make it. That death spiral of let me just go back and get a job. I'm not doing the right thing. I don't get it. That evaluative process of coulda, woulda, shoulda, didn't as a solopreneur can tap right into all of that head trash. You still need to look at What happened? What were your experiences? What did you learn from that? How can you not do the same thing again as you move forward? And don't allow that evaluation to make you completely turn everything you're doing upside down to say, this isn't the right business. This is not what I'm supposed to be doing. I need to just go get a job. I need to just change my business and do the stuff that everybody else says I should be doing. Don't give up on your dream because you had a certain point of failure. Don't give up on your process or of your expectations because you had one thing that went wrong. Go back and understand why. Now, if what you find out is you didn't do great strategy, right? Or it was something that you thought was right because you had bad information. Okay, you can fix that. If you give yourself grace and compassion to do that evaluation and you really do find out, you know what, I just don't want to do that anymore, then own that too. A prime example, owning it myself, is I spent a lot of time and money and connected with people to build an online HR portal for small businesses. And it's good. It's still out there. It's very, very good. I don't have it published, but it's still there. I didn't I didn't just trash it. Took everybody through an entire life cycle from the time you think about your needing team to the time you have to separate team. And I did it from my expertise as an HR person, having done all that, not only having done that for other people, but having to build my own team and decide what the structure should look like. But you know what? I hated it. I absolutely hated it. Not that I hated the content and not that I, my intentions were bad. It's that being in that realm of the day-to-day HR just 
sucked the life out of my soul. I don't want to understand what the new laws are around minimum wage. I don't want to think about what the new rules are on FMLA and what compliance. I don't want to think about any of that stuff anymore. OFCCP audits, claims around compliance. What I don't want to think about any of that tactical HR stuff. And especially as small business owners, you gotta. Once you get to start adding team, you have to start thinking about what's in your job description. Is it compliant? Are you saying the right things? You got to start thinking about that stuff. Now, don't lose sleep over it because HR is not rocket science. It's more than a necessary evil, but it's not, it's not something that's impossible. And there are tons of people out there who can help you. And what I realized after spending all that time and all that money and trying to push it and trying to be excited about it, that I just wasn't, it wasn't where I was moving. It's not where my life is going. And while it is in my zone of excellence, because I'm an excellent HR person, I am a phenomenal HR person. It is not in my zone of genius, which means I can do it and I can do it exceptionally well. And I can have those conversations. We can strategize and we can figure out how to do it. And I can get you where you want to be. And I am going to be so exhausted by doing that, that I'm going to give you everything I got, but man, it's going to drain me. And it's not where my genius is. It's not energizing me. And so I had to let that go in my postmortem. I had to not be so upset and disappointed by how much money and how much time and how much effort and all the things that I just held onto it because that means I wouldn't be, wouldn't be making room for the thing that is what I'm supposed to be doing, which is serving all of you in a different capacity. So for those of you who are in corporate situations, or for those of you who are in solopreneur entrepreneur situations, part of that coulda, woulda, shoulda, didn't is letting it go. Let it go. When you do that clear, conscious, unbiased evaluation of what happened, how it happened, why it happened, what you learned, what you do different, what maybe should have occurred and whether or not it was even the right thing. When you do that from a space of truly just learning and listening for the next thing, you allow yourself to say, hmm, I'm really not going to do that again. I'm really going to let that go. That is really not a part of my path forward. But I learned so much that it had value because I think that's where we get off. We think we spent all that time and we got zero value. That's not the truth. That's head trash. Because you went through it, you learned something. You got value. Even if the value is, I don't ever want to do that again. <laughs> that is not my calling. That's valuable. As I tell my clients, even if what you know is what you're doing now is not it, that in and of itself is a valuable piece of information. You may not know what it is, but you know what you got now, ain't it? And that's huge. That is a huge step because sometimes it takes us a long time to get to the it. But if we can at least get to the, this is not it, that's a step in the right direction. So don't let yourself get caught up in these postmortems of coulda, woulda, shoulda, didn't, right? I just didn't. I just didn't do what I was supposed to. I just didn't do what I needed to. I just didn't do what I want to. I just didn't. And turn that into this death spiral of beating yourself up about it. Stop. A postmortem, a reevaluation, a look back session, whatever you want to call it in your world is meant to deliver value. 
have a mindset of learning. I am going back and looking at this thing to learn all the amazing thing that, things that happen that I can duplicate and all the incredibly painful things that I don't ever want to do again. And I can give myself early warning signals when I see it coming so I can avoid it in the future. Coulda, woulda, shouldn't, shoulda, didn't isn't a weapon. It is a tool to push you forward. So go out as we go into the last part of this year and you start looking at, oh my God, time is moving. The kids are getting ready to go back to school or I'm getting to the end of the quarter. Clients are going to be digging in. I'm not going to be able to get anybody's attention. Stop. Let it go. You have got time. Go read the big leap, right? You've got time to do everything you need to do. Things are going to show up when and how they're supposed to. Focus on who you are, where you are, what you want, and what it's going to take, and what you're willing to do to get there. Those are the four questions I walk all my clients through. Focus there. And part of being able to focus there is going back and looking at the things that you have done this year, this week, this month. What was good? What was not so good? What do I want to duplicate? What I want to stop? Stop, start, continue. And then taking that and moving forward because you have gifts that people need to experience. You are leading people who need you to be there. They need you to show up. They need you to be authentic and transparent, but they also need you to be confident in what you know. And so confident that you're willing to listen to other people's ideas and take them as you need them. Allow them space. The folks that are looking to you need you to show up. They need you to lead them. They need you to be there. And that means giving them space to learn as well. And entrepreneurs, your business needs you. Your clients need you. That post-mortem is not your opportunity to beat yourself up and decide, I'm just not going to do this anymore. If you start feeling that, maybe it's time to just take a pause, go get a massage, go have an adult beverage, whatever it is that kind of gets you back on track. Allow yourself that dorsal moment to really just kind of go to bed, regroup, and come back at it. I'm telling you, you got this. I believe in you. You got this. We are all in this together. What is meant for you is going to be for you. If you're willing to open your heart, open your mind and go after it and take baby steps. Sometimes it's not going to be perfect. Many times it's not going to be perfect. And you're not always going to know. Focus on what impact you're trying to make and the how will take care of itself. Have a fantastic week. Thank you so much for being a part of the Rutledge Perspective. We are working towards 12,000 downloads for the end of the week. We got one more week to go. One more week to go. And I'm so excited about it. We're almost there. Only need 100 downloads, 150 downloads to get there. 150 downloads. And I got a couple of swag boxes I'm putting together to give away as a gift for that. Um, I have no idea how I'm going to pick people to give it to you, but I'll figure that out again. I know what I want to do. The how will take care of itself. I'll figure it out. But I want you to be a part of that. So please, I would really appreciate it. Download, share, listen. Please give a review. Send me a DM about something you want me to talk about. I want to hear what your thoughts are. And get me to that 12,000 downloads. I really want to make that by the end of the month. And there's some great things that are coming for my birthday month. I'm really excited about them. I was going to do them by the end of July, but physician heal thyself. So there's some things I want to do to make sure it makes some sense. And then it's going to be ready to go my birthday month. So stay tuned for that. Have a great rest of your week, y'all. I will see you next time on The Rutledge Perspective. Take care. Bye-bye.
You have been listening to the Rutledge Perspective Podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and for connecting. You can find previous episodes of the podcast on my website at laurelrutledge.com forward slash podcast. You can also find me on social media at Laurel K. Rutledge and or The Rutledge Perspective. And I'd love your perspective on the things we talk about. And if there's a specific topic you want me to cover, just let me know. And please share this podcast with someone in your village who may need this little piece of perspective today. And if you're so inclined, I would really appreciate a five-star rating and review on the platform of your choice. Apple Podcasts and Spotify reviews are particularly helpful. Thank you again for listening. Take care.